0: They say that if you want to learn how to do something well, then talk to somebody who's already doing what you want to do. For example, if you want to be the world's greatest violin player, at least maybe you want to be good, then you should talk to somebody who's really good and find out what they did to get where they are. Maybe somebody who's a great filmmaker, you should talk to somebody who is doing that to find out how they got where they are well i'm not sure what you want to do with your life but today on the show on the podcast this week we have somebody who has been successful at pretty much everything they've ever tried even when they really had no basis for thinking oh i should be successful at that it's a pretty interesting story and we'll tell you about that special guest coming up in a couple of seconds on the podcast this week and we got some other cool stuff this week too on take a shower show up on time and don't Steal anything? Let's get started. Right now, it's the Monday after Memorial Day, and uh, again, I never know when you're going to listen to this podcast, but I'm going to guess that probably the odds are you'll listen in the next couple of days. Um, you know, the Memorial Day weekend in Minnesota is very unpredictable. Most of the time, not exactly what we'd hoped for. But this weekend was pretty nice, except for today. Saturday and Sunday and even Friday afternoon were nice. Um, It was so gorgeous on Saturday and Sunday. Went for a long motorcycle ride. Um, uh, We hit golf balls with Carson, and we just had a great time today. has been a great day to stay inside because it's been wet and rainy all day. Day, So it's a good time to get things done. Hopefully you did, and a good time to work on the podcast. So it's no surprise. I mean, right there in the description of the podcast, I talk about how Paul Stanley from KISS is going to be on to talk about some of the things that he has learned about success. So we're going to get to that in just a little bit here on the podcast, um, and hopefully you'll get something out of what he said. I'll be real honest with you. Um, his concept is pretty basic, but if you take somebody like Paul Stanley from KISS who was – a rock star. And you think of anybody who became a rock star in 1974 or five or six, you know, they pretty much washed out by now and they're not touring anymore with the very few exceptions of like people in the Eagles or I can't even think of anybody else. Rolling stones, um, Paul McCartney, who'd been a rock star way back before then. Uh, most of them were big stars back then. They just kind of, you know, kind of, kind of petered out. Uh, but he has found ways to kind of keep going. And that's interesting to find out what his philosophy is. Also, uh, I wanted to read a couple of just quick messages to you because I found these really interesting. I got an email or a Facebook message from a woman named Cindy Becker the other day, and it was basically based on one of the things we've talked about here on the podcast. And that is, you know, I talked about this with my wife last week. She said, you know what? You need to be more of an asshole in order to get what you want. So... I said, well, I don't really know that being an asshole is really me, but I definitely could have been more assertive. So I talked about this on the podcast and I talked about it on the show. And I said, you know, sometimes don't wait for other people to do the right thing for you. You have to go and make sure it gets done yourself. So I think it's a really big life lesson because if you wait for other people, you'll be waiting a long time for them to give you the raise without asking or give you the promotion without asking or treat you right without asking. And of course, there are tons of people who would love to step on you and use you and stab you in the back, especially once they find out that you're a nice person or sometimes a pushover. So Cindy sent me a message and she says, one morning this week, Dave talked about a conversation he had with his wife, Susan, about why his career path wasn't more like Ryan Seacrest or Bobby Bones. One major point is that his personality early on wasn't aggressively assertive. So I asked myself what I could do that day to be more assertive in a kind way. Arriving at work, I decided to ask for a raise. Long story short, within three days, I got a raise, and I made a point of crediting you at KDWB. Thanks. Well, I wrote her back and said, hey, that's awesome. I'm really happy to hear about that. We never know when we're making a difference in someone's lives, and we appreciate you letting us know. Signed, Dave. Cindy, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, but I heard that, and I thought that was so great. Um uh, And I'm glad that I had a little effect on you to push you to go ask for something that you know you deserve, and obviously you did because you got it. So I will give you the same challenge. You're listening to the podcast right now. What could you do right now? What could you ask for right now that you deserve, that would improve your life, that you think is coming to you? Would it be, I don't know, everything from a raise to uh, some time off? to a promotion, to being transferred to somebody else for a better job, for a date with someone, um, for a date with your partner. Maybe your partner hasn't taken you out in a really long time and you kind of think you deserve it because you're a nice partner. You're a good person. So whatever it is that you think you deserve... You should ask for it. I did this today because I, even at this stage in my career, my life, I have not given up on improving. So we've had a lot of problems with the website and uh, our radio station website. It works fine and it's DaveRyanShow.com and we always blog and we're always putting stuff up there, but we get graded on our performance on how many people look at our blog each week. And uh, so for the last couple of weeks, we say, hey, Tina, that's our web girl how did this blog do? Or I put up a picture of my dad flying and which I did earlier this week, or I put up a picture of my weekend in five photos, or I put up, you know, this or whatever that I worked hard on and I'm proud of. And, and I said, "How did it do?" Well, for the last couple of weeks, Tina has said, "I'm making this story as long as <laughs> as long as I can. No, as short as I can." Tina says the company is not getting us results. They're not getting us the information about how our blogs performed. So I was pissed. I wrote to the general manager, the program director, and the head of like you know like IT and the web at the radio station, and I basically said, "This is kind of bullshit, guys. You are asking us to." Perform really well with our internet shit that we had to post up there all the time, but they're not giving us a way to measure how we're doing. I said, that's kind of like playing in a ball game and nobody's telling you what the score is. You don't know whether you're ahead. You don't know whether you're behind. And I said, we need to have some answers. And I said, whoever is screwing this up needs to be lit up. And I really think that's true. And it's like, I'll fucking do it if you don't want to do it because I don't have a problem with it. Um, And so they got back to me right away. And there is actually a meeting tomorrow to get to the bottom of this. Wow. Not because of me, but because maybe I brought it up or because maybe it needed to be done or who knows, maybe the meeting was scheduled anyway. I'm not sure. So that leads me to one other thing here that I really think would be a great lesson for everybody to know. And I'm going to read this quote to you, which I saw in a magazine, and I just love this. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. I read this to Fallon last week because Fallon is one of those people who doesn't realize how much power she has. I'm going to read it to you again. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Well, let's look at that for a second. What kind of power do you have that you don't think you have? Do you have the power in your relationship to demand to be treated better? Do you have the power in your relationship to get to choose maybe once in a while what you'll do over the weekend? or where you're going to go okay maybe maybe they the power imbalance is not in your relationship maybe it's at work maybe you don't think you have the power to ask the people around you to get to work and stop playing on their phone <laughs> instead of doing work maybe you don't think you have the power to question your boss hey why are we doing it this way we've been doing it this way for a while it doesn't seem to work I think that you got to be careful and measure your power because obviously if you're brand new and you're working down at, uh, oh, I don't know, Ecolab and you just got hired out of college um, and maybe you think that you don't have a lot of power, well, maybe it's because you haven't earned that power yet. But let's look at somebody like Fallon. Fallon's been at the radio station successfully for seven years and sometimes she doesn't know what kind of power she has. And so uh, she'll ask for something and not get it. And then she'll come back and she'll say, can you believe it? They wouldn't give it to me. And I'm like, because you've got, to more, you've got to be more assertive. You've got to ask for it. You've got that kind of power. At the same time, you've got one of life's most important skills is learning when to use that power and when not to. You don't want to be one of these kind of people who's always demanding everything that you want because after a while, people will just go, well, he's a pain in the ass. I'm not going to pay any attention to him anymore. But we don't really realize how much power we have so again i'll ask you what would you ask for right now that you probably have the power to get think about that that's my challenge for you next week and if you have something then send me an email to dave ryan at kdwb.com or just leave a post on the facebook page take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything and let me know What did you decide that you wanted to ask for because you feel that you deserve it? That's my big challenge for you this week. And let me know. I'd love to read it back next week and see what you came up with. Um, Okay, Uh, we're going to get right into the Paul Stanley portion of the podcast this week because I think it's really interesting. Again, here's somebody who could have faded away easily like, hey, let's face it, you know, Kiss. Whatever they've done, they're still touring and still selling at arenas about 40 years after they started, 45 years after they started, where a lot of bands couldn't do that. Um, And in the words of Paul Stanley, he could retire and buy Idaho, which he probably could. So let's listen to Paul Stanley, recorded earlier this week. He's talking about his book, and uh, we'll see what we can glean from him in this interview on the podcast this week. Check it out. Good morning, Paul Stanley. Hey, it's great to be with you. I am wearing your shoes right now. I have the Pumas. Um, nice. My son got them for me for my birthday last year because he's, he's way into shoes, so he got the uh, the Pumas, and the, he yells at me because I get them dirty because I wear them all the time. Um, uh, sh- uh, so do, we, do you want to talk about the shoe? How do you get the idea to do Paul Stanley's shoes, Paul?
1: My life is about looking around and going, hey, I can do that, and that's what it's always been, whether it's painting, Writing books, being in a band. I was looking at shoes and I went, I can do that. And I called Puma and I went, I can do that. <laughs> and I said, really? And uh, they said, Well, what do you have in mind? And I sent them literally the designs for the two shoes that have been uh, out as of uh, last year. And uh, those shoes are basically sold out. And um, come November. Three new shoes. There's track suits. There's shirts. Um, that just—it's just—I don't live with a, a "why" question. I—I I always live with "why not." I just won't do it. i, I don't live in a "woulda shoulda" situation. I—I want to—I want to try everything.
0: Now, don't you think? And you—I love your book, and I love your philosophy because I—I I also wrote a book. I'm never going to compare myself to you, but you and I both wrote books about life lessons and how to live a better life. And, and you look at somebody like Paul Stanley, who's been doing whatever he wants successfully for like 50 years with Kiss. And so that's kind of your philosophy in life like anything. If you want to learn to play tennis, go learn how to play tennis. If you want to be an artist, go be an artist, right?
1: Well, yeah. It, it's, everybody has struggles and everybody has fears. But if you let those rule your life, the only person whose life is compromised is yours. Mm-hmm. So rather than live doubting or, or, or thinking, boy, I wish I had tried this, maybe I could have succeeded, go for it. Um, really, uh, if I'm giving you a pep talk, I'm, I'm telling you it's not about how many times you fail, it's how many times you get back up. So I'm, I'm proof of it. I was born deaf in one ear. Uh, I was born with a what would be called a facial deformity back then. My home life wasn't great. But unless you get your act together, the only person who's going to suffer is you. You know, when you, you define yourself as a victim, the only life compromise is your own. So, um, the the whole idea with Backstage Pass was really to, to root for you. and. Rather than tell people how they should live their lives, I wanted to tell people how I lived mine. You
0: uh, can I can probably
1: get some inspiration from that. It doesn't mean you want to live my life, but you can find a way to be the best you possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't come from anybody ever saying to you, well, if I were you, here what I w- here's what I would do. It comes from hearing people and maybe... Um, food for thought, or inspiration from what other people have accomplished. I'm also here to tell you that I'm far from perfect, and and you're more like me than you know it, and we're
0: in this together. I'm going to back up and, and correct you on one big glaring mistake that you said a little while ago, and uh, and that is that I don't want to live your life. Actually, I do want to live your life. <laughs> I've wanted to live your life ever since I was in high school because— you're a rock star. You're loaded. Everybody loves you. You get to wear kick-ass clothes on stage every night. So actually, correction, I do want to live your life, Paul.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I <laughs> would just hope that anybody who wants to live my life would take into account that my life is not everything you think it is. It's always interesting when you look at other people because what you're seeing is their edited highlight reel and you're living your life. So it's hard to compare your reality to what you're seeing of somebody else.
0: So, so if, no, if I bring it, because you're I, married and you've got cry 4 Don't
1: for me. My life is awesome. <laughs> but um, it's now, not without a lot of bumps in the road getting to here. And everybody can find that same peace. Everybody can find um, satisfaction and a feeling of, of victory and success. It's just a matter of... Um, hard work and figuring what do you want to do and what's your
0: passion. Um, I wanted to ask you this one, too, because I've been a KISS fan. And by the way, the book is called Backstage Pass. And if you love this philosophy, if you want to do it, then go do it. Check out the book, Backstage Pass, by Paul Stanley from KISS. I've seen KISS for the first time when I was in high school. I saw you last at the Target Center maybe two months ago or so. Um, I got close-up seats by the stage because I love you guys. Um, I don't want to ask you this one. When you were when you were younger, let's say you started Kiss when you were like twenty years old, did you ever say in your life, in your mind, "Well, well, we're going to quit when we're old, like thirty-five years old"? It would be ridiculous to keep the. Did you have an expiration date for Kiss back when you started?
1: Oh, I was hoping, I was praying for five years. Really? <laughs> if the band, if the band lasted five years, come on, the Beatles only lasted eight. So yeah. if we could get through. Yeah, there was no precedent for bands going on for decades.
0: No, there wasn't. It
1: wasn't. Until bands continued to write songs that their audiences related to, that rock and roll became more like the blues. It became something that you could you could grow within and your fans could grow with you. So the idea in 1974 that I could be doing this to sold out houses in 2019, it's ridiculous it's absurd it's it's it was crazy but guess what life that's what life's about life is full of changes and uh if our life is the same this year as it was last year maybe we need to uh to turn up the the flame a little bit
0: and that's paul stanley from kiss on the podcast this week and again the, the purpose of the podcast is always to learn things from other people that will make our lives better And you know what somebody said to me? They said, you know, I didn't grow up with the best set of parents. I didn't learn a lot of life lessons from my parents. They said, you know what? I've learned a lot of life lessons from listening to you, Dave, growing up. And I find that so flattering because I would have never thought that it would have been any source of any kind of life lessons. But I think that because I've made my fair share of mistakes and by no means do I ever pretend that I haven't because I really enjoy at least the idea of I made a painful mistake to share it with somebody else so they don't make those mistakes. And that's what the book is is all about. So hopefully we'll learn something from Paul Stanley. Hopefully you'll learn something from the podcast this week. Next week, we're going to change it up. It's going to be a different kind of a podcast. I have noticed something that I find absolutely fascinating, and this is, maybe there's something, there's maybe there's a life lesson we can learn in this. Maybe it's all about inspiration. We'll cover it next week, though, because here's what I want to do next week in the podcast. I have been noticing so many songs that sound a lot like other songs, sometimes so much that it's crazy. We'll talk about some of those next week, and I'm going to leave you with a sample that we talked about this week. Uh, Taylor Swift's new song, Me, which I love. I think it's so damn catchy. It's such a well-written, produced song. It's just really cool. But there's one part in the song that I'm like, wait, that sounds just like Another song maybe you heard me talk about it on the radio on KDWB this week, but I'm gonna play it for you now. I'm gonna play the Taylor Swift part first and then I'm gonna play the other part. So here comes Taylor Swift. One promise you'll never find another like me <laughs> Okay, that's in her song Me. Here's what I think it sounds like. Tell me if I'm crazy. Okay, if I'm counting right, not only does it have the right number of lines. In the in the chorus, it has the right number of like stanzas. Is that what it is? Lines. But at the end, hers ends with me e and theirs ends with I. So, w- isn't it strange that, or coincidental, or convenient, that both of those sound so much alike? Okay, granted, Macarena is a much faster song, but if you slowed it down, it's uh, basically the beat or the flow or whatever you want to call it. Is almost identical in both songs. Maybe you think I'm crazy. I think it's fascinating to hear all these songs that sound alike. So next week on the podcast, we're going to do nothing but songs that sound like other songs. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. Hey, love your feedback. Send me an email to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Uh, let me know what challenge you did this week. Today, tomorrow, or the day after tomorrow, whatever it is that you wanted to ask for or try to get because you deserve it, again, send an email. And check out the Facebook page. It's on Facebook. And if you just type in, take a shower, show up, it'll start to fill up. There's probably only one one, website, uh, one Facebook page that's even close to take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. That's the name of the book, A Great Graduation Present. And if you want to get it, bring it down to the radio station. I'll be happy to sign it for any graduate or whoever you want to. And I know that sounds crazy, but I do it all the time. Order the book on Amazon. Get it at local bookstores. Amazon's probably the easiest way. And then again, send me an email. We'll figure out a way to get it signed um, uh, for your graduate. Thanks for listening. And uh, hey, again, if you scroll all the way to the bottom of the podcast app, you can rate the podcast and leave a review. I would appreciate it. And tell your friends about the podcast too. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Have a great week.